The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Navigating the Cancer Maze with Grace Goller. Dealing with cancer is by no means easy to handle, but our program aims to make it easier through knowledge. Whether you've been recently diagnosed, are going through treatment right now, or are a survivor, our program will have points that you should hear. And by sharing our stories together, we'll make it truly a life-changing experience that you don't have to go through alone. Now, here is your host... Grace Goller. And welcome to another week of Navigating the Cancer Maze. And uh, today in the show, I'm going to share some of the latest hot off the press cancer news, um, diagnostic information from around the world. I want to discuss some treatment possibilities also from evidence-based research for you that you can discuss with your doctor or health professional. And uh, today we're going to visit the role of inflammation in cancer as well as a part of that. So I'll be updating you on the very latest information um, information on inflammation, which is very difficult to say, for uh, lowering cancer risk and improving chances for remission. Now, as we know on the show, we've talked a lot cancer uh, treatment. There's no one-size-fits-all option. But one of the objects of the show is there's very smart ways that you can navigate the, the um, cancer maze. So towards the end of today's show, I'm going to share with you 10 tips to help you sift and sort through all of the options, all of the information overload that's around today. And hopefully uh, the show doesn't cause you to uh, stress about more information because that would not be a good idea at all. Really, the show is about introducing information to you that actually you may never see, never hear of. And if you don't know about these different therapies and approaches to cancer, it means that you uh, can't go to your doctor or health professional and say, well, what about this? Is this going to be useful in my situation? And uh, so I think that's quite an important role of the show. Um, Later on as well, I'm going to be talking about uh, a recent article from the Australian Press and uh, it's the famous uh, black salve that we've talked about on the show before and uh, I'll be also reporting on that in my blog which is gracegawlermedia.com that's G-A-W-L-E-R for Grace Gawler and um, about an hour after the show concludes today 
I'll have some information up on that blog, some resources for all of the things we discussed today where you can find this research, print it, take it to your health professional and say, look, I'm informed about this. How does it um, affect me? So in doing that, we're going to have a look at some of the cancers we haven't yet covered on the show. Um, Over the next year, we're going to be specifically detailing a number of different cancers and I'll be having experts and researchers on who will be actually speaking um, to those particular cancers and the latest in treatments. So, uh, yes, be prepared to be um, educated. Um, Today, perhaps, let's look at some research, first of all, which took my attention. Um, We've talked on the show before about circulating tumour cells, and uh, there was an article that caught my eye called The Liquid Biopsy, a Non-Invasive Tumour Tracker. Now, the article was published this year, and uh, for a long time, researchers have reasoned that tissue biopsies would only really offer a snapshot of an overall tumour situation, of the overall mass, if you like, Um, and that it actually might be not very well suited to capture the multi-clonal features which create resistant cancer. And we know that cancers morph and change as they travel around the body via these little cells. So uh, researchers are now excited about these liquid biopsies because they're more likely to capture the overall genetic complexity of tumours in patients, in particular with advanced disease, but also early in diagnosis. Now, we know that cancer stem cells lie at the heart of each tumour. They're the ones, they're the cancer cells with the greatest invasive and metastatic, which means they they will become a secondary cancer. Um, So they have this capacity So we know their thought, whatever you like to uh, read there through the research, that they're likely to be responsible for micrometastases or tumour spread. So um, the assay for measuring cancer stem cells in the bloodstream actually could have an enormous, enormous impact on directing therapy for cancer patients. And um, we've talked about this on the show also in the past with Dr. Papasatiriou, and I'll talk about that more um, in a moment. But currently, what we have, responses to anti-cancer drugs are measured by assessing the impact that a drug has on a whole tumour. And so if you have a particular uh, treatment or serious chemotherapy radiation, it's actually judged on the degree of shrinkage of that tumour. However, looking at it in another way, it might be important to assess the impact of the drug on this much rarer population of cancer stem cells. These are the ones that are driving tumour growth and they're driving metastases. So we've known about them for some time and in fact they were first discovered by um, an Australian researcher and um, that was some time ago and chemotherapy was brought into being because it thought if you had systemic chemo and um, you had surgery it was going to give you the best option uh, for a recovery 
And then in practice, it was found that, yes, there were some successes, but there was a lot of these tumours that became resistant um, and a lot of tumours that just didn't respond at all um, to these cancer drugs. So um, the implications are, are quite big when we have another way of actually looking at measuring cancer and how it moves in the body. Uh, an extension to that uh, particular paper, uh, a man from Japan, from Tokyo, his name is Hisai Lenuma, and he's a PhD, and his colleagues got together and uh, they put together an article which was published on the 21st of March this year in the Journal of Clinical Oncology. And indeed, they have been studying these uh, cancer cells, um, including the ones that have a stem cell-like quality. And they've done some very interesting trials. They uh, had 735 patients who had colorectal cancer. And uh, they actually tried measuring using this liquid biopsy. And they concluded that the assays that they did were very useful in determining which patients were at high risk for a recurrence. So that's another very important factor. And unfortunately, which patients had a poor prognosis. Now, even knowing that patients have a poor prognosis is actually very important because it can really help patients to not only plan their treatment, but plan their life and attend to um, their cancer treatment as time goes on. Um, this research so far has been a little bit iffy uh, because some of the cells where uh, people have had a look at this after a careful scrutiny, they turn out not to be cancer cells or others turn out to be dormant. Um, and if they're dormant, they lack the ability to invade and become um, metastases. So um, although that, uh, you know, you can detect these cells, some of them, as we just said, not all detected cells are bad and not all bad cells are detected. So that's been quite a dilemma in the way that this has proceeded. Um, I think this is worth taking some time um, on today because we, um, we know that this work is coming from the research point of view and uh, rather than the clinical use. But we're very hopeful it's going to be in clinical use in many, many places soon. However, the problem has been solved apparently by a private genetic research group based in Greece and they have been looking at this for some time in research and the test that they're using is actually in clinical use. And um, if you care to look up on the website here um, and go into the archives, you'll find RGCC GenLab, uh, Dr. Yanis, I-A-N, I A, oh sorry, Yanis is um, I A W N I O S Papasatiriu, and um, Dr. Papasatiriu is actually the head of RGCC. He's a very good speaker on this subject, and he has um, also um, quite a, a useful website, and you can look that up on the internet. I'll also put that on the blog. 
but do look up the interview that um, he did with me last year. And as well, Dr. Ray Hammond, um, that's H-A-M-M-O-N, he has a division of RGCC here in the USA. So I think um, it's a very good resource for people who may be listening in America. But if you do go on the RGCC site for Greece, there's a little map and you can click on there and you can actually find out where to get the test. Um, so here we have a situation where, where something's in a research capacity, but also we've had uh, one brave person who's put a lot of time and effort and study into this and now can actually have this in a clinical use. And his method, um, he has found apparently the secret of preserving and keeping the integrity of the circulating tumour cells with stem cell-like quality that are going to help to um, produce a tumour. Now, those tests already are used at Halvan Clinic in Germany. And uh, it's been one of the reasons why I've been happy to be associated with the clinic. They are at the forefront of um, cancer therapies and um, their use of the RGCC tests. I've personally witnessed this. I've had several hundred tests from my patients who've attended the clinic and it's been very, very impressive, especially for people who have an advanced uh, cancer that may have stopped responding to treatment or for people in early stage cancer who would like to know a little bit more about why they have their, their cancer, how their cancer is proliferating. Um, one of the interesting things with the test is you can also test natural substances against the cells. And for me, this is a huge, huge thing because um, so many patients waste so much money on supplements, um, buying here and there off the internet. And uh, some of those supplements may not be doing your cancer any um, use at all, could also be impacting you in a negative way and although the test is blood cells and it's out of the body it's it's certainly the best that we have available to us um, at the moment so I'd really encourage you today if you're listening you've got cancer um, take a peep at those websites and also have a look on this site and have a listen to those interviews you may need to listen to them a couple of times because uh, in parts they're a little technical but uh, both of those uh, doctors are excellent communicators and I'm sure you follow up with what's on the web and uh, you'll find that you're very well educated about this subject of the liquid biopsy. We're going to take a break now on navigating the cancer maze and when we come back we'll be talking about some other different types of cancers and uh, go and make yourself a cup of tea. We'll be back shortly. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Hulvang Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, 
please contact the clinic via their website at www.hallwang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G-clinic.com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Learn to navigate the cancer maze with trusted professionals in cancer health care. The Grace Goller Institute, a not-for-profit organization with an established track record, a global clientele, and expertise in local and international referrals. The Institute's founder has almost 40 years' experience as a multidiscipline cancer strategist with a focus on finding options and implementing personalized care for cancer patients. The Grace Goller Institute can help you navigate the cancer maze. Why not email the Institute today at institute at gracegoller.com or visit their website at gracegollerinstitute.com. Listen each week to Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller, from the Grace Goller Institute, as she interviews cancer medicine experts, researchers, allied health professionals, patients, and caregivers. Navigating the Cancer Maze provides you with information, education, inspiration, and a toolkit that will equip you wherever you are and whoever you are to effectively navigate your way through the cancer maze. The Grace Goller Institute also provides ebook resources. Be inspired. Be empowered. Visit the Institute's website at www.gracegollerinstitute.com or email institute at gracegoller.com. tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Welcome back to the show. It's Grace Gawler here, your host for Navigating the Cancer Maze. Um, I forgot to mention uh, in the last segment that um, today's show is really answering also a lot of questions that are coming on my email uh, where patients are saying, could you please address this particular topic um, because I'm going through this situation and I'm not sure what to do. Um, so in addressing today the liquid biopsy um, I searched around and I found that latest information. And as always, we love to leave you with something to go on with on navigating the cancer maze. So it's all very well to know about these things, but then to be able to follow it up with a, um, a good resource is also very important. Um, yesterday, I was uh, with a client of mine who travelled quite a long way down uh, from uh, North Queensland. He had a, um, a non-small cell lung cancer and uh, it was great to hear from the oncologist uh, during that consultation 
that there's new ways of thinking about cancer. And um, this particular oncologist is very passionate about his work. He was very excited. And he was saying that, you know, we used to think that lung cancer was a solid tumour and um, we didn't know the causes apart from the obvious like environment smoking. But he said one of the key roles um, that they now know in the development of this, it's somewhat like melanoma that's a very strong immunological component. And uh, so he was talking about the use of immune therapies and antibodies alongside the conventional treatments of chemotherapy and possibly surgery. So what we're actually seeing here in cancer medicine, and although people are saying nothing's changed in 50, 60 years, I can tell you a lot has changed. And um, the things in the pipeline, I think, are very, very exciting. And he was looking forward to being able to treat people with uh, more immune-stimulating therapies in conjunction with their other treatments. So, folks, there's some good news coming through um, in cancer. Now, I had a query about prostate cancer um, during this week and uh, particularly about the sampling for prostate cancer. Now, we know that uh, over a million men actually around the world each year undergo sampling of prostate tissue. Um, it's not a pleasant experience for most men. Um, Twelve large biopsy needles are usually uh, used to check whether they have prostate cancer or not. And uh, recently, we've actually had some American neurology notables, professors, who have been saying, well, look, this is a bit barbaric. We just need to find another way um, to diagnose prostate cancer. And he was saying that 70% of the subjects, once they've had these biopsies, actually didn't show to have cancer from the biopsy. So the examination, he said, was unnecessary and painful and involving risk. And there's a great cost to carry out with this. So there's some research uh, from Eindhoven University, um, and uh, that's in Holland, and together with a, uh, another group in Amsterdam, they have developed a patient-friendly examination that's going to drastically reduce the need for biopsies, and they say may even eliminate them altogether. So these results are going to be presented at the European Association of Urology Congress in Stockholm um, on the 14th of April. That's in a couple of days' time. So um, as you know, most prostate cancer investigation begins with measuring levels of PSA. Now, PSA is prostate-specific antigen, and they find this in the blood. And a high reading means the next step is to remove the samples of the prostate tissue. Um, it can be up to 16 points of entry, um, anywhere as low as six for pathological examination. So uh, it doesn't mean that the high PSA level is a false alarm. Um, it just can also mean that biopsies for those men that were uh, found not to have uh, prostate cancer, the biopsy might have been just taken at the wrong place. Um, so it's quite a, a, a tricky business and it's one I know that a lot of men fear and um, actually avoid getting a proper diagnosis. So I think this is going to be a, uh, an absolute boon. Uh, anyone who's listening from Australia, you can actually contact me because I do have a contact here who's doing something very similar um, in terms of uh, prostate cancer and getting accurate um, diagnoses. So um, in many cases, also when they've operated on the tumours found by this method, they've been very small. So what has happened is that these researchers have recognised a blood vessel 
pattern in cancer. And they've developed this method to investigate um, using ultrasound scanners uh, whether a person does actually have a significant prostate cancer that's needing an intervention. Uh, they're very similar maybe to the prenatal ultrasound scans, but they can show the difference between healthy tissue and tumour tissue. So um, they've actually uh, gone through a whole process, which I'll report on the website on graceschoolermedia.com. Basically, they've given a contrast medium and um, they're able to use this scanner and they can find right down to the smallest blood vessels um, whether someone has a prostate cancer that's needing an intervention. So uh, it's going to be hopefully in clinical practice very soon. As I said, in Australia, there's already someone who's looked into this area because it's a great trauma for men worldwide. So please, if you want any information about that, do get in touch with me. Um, I had another inquiry during the week about pancreatic cancer and was there anything new um, in the treatment of pancreatic cancer? It's a, a very nasty one. Um, it's a difficult to treat cancer, but there has been a lot of advances made with treating this type of cancer in recent years. Now, something that may be worth investigating, and this is in use, um, and it is in use in the United States, as well and a few other places around the world and it's called PDT, that's photodynamic therapy and it uses a laser light to activate a non-toxic drug called a photosensitizer and this process actually works in three ways. It destroys cancer, it shuts down blood vessels that feed the tumour and it prompts the immune system to kill cancer cells throughout the body. Um, it has some mild side effects and of course it can be combined with a standard chemotherapy and surgery and radiation therapy. So again, we're looking at this combination of treatments as being far more effective than just a, a one-size approach. Um, there's a group in Dartmouth, actually, who have set out to uh, really look at PDT and see how they can actually get the best for the individual. And uh, they've also discovered that uh, it's blood vessel related and that they can actually um, treat some of these tumours because they're observing what is happening with the blood vessels and they can therefore um, target this locally. Um, the study actually revealed a connection with the amount of blood, I suppose, in a tumour and then its response to the light-activated treatment. So it's fairly um, simple, it's fairly logical, and it has been, as an adjunctive therapy for pancreatic cancer, um, been making quite a contribution. So uh, basically, the blood absorbs the light, um, activates the drug, the more blood that's present, the less light's left to um, uh, uh, cause the treatment effect, and therefore the higher blood volumes reduce the effectiveness of PDT treatment. So they're, they're looking at why, um, why it works in the tumour, what's happening with these blood vessels. And um, they're also thinking that by looking at blood volumes in a tumour, it may be also a measurement for treatment response. Uh, 
and this could make photodynamic therapy easier and a lot safer for people with pancreatic cancer. And um, by the way, with pancreatic cancer, there is a lot of evidence around uh, that inflammation, chronic inflammation of the pancreas is involved. So um, if you've had a chronic pancreatitis, for instance, um, it means that you might be a lot more susceptible um, to getting a, um, a pancreatic cancer. And there's a lot of ways of looking at reducing inflammation. It's one of the really, really big areas also in prevention and minimizing risks in cancer. Um, so it's, as I said, it is a big factor in um, working with uh, pancreatic cancer. And if you've uh, got a science brain, if you're trained in medicine, you're listening today, if you um, have a strong interest in science, there's an excellent book that I have just been reading. It's edited by Professor Angus Dalgleish and Dr. Bird Hard-Hafner, and you can get it on um, Amazon. That's where I bought mine. came very, very quickly in the mail. Um, it's talking about the link between inflammation and cancer. And the title of the book is The Link Between Inflammation and Cancer, Wounds That Do Not Heal. Now, it's quite a scientific publication. However, um, the foreword here that's been written by um, Professor Delgleish is excellent. And it's really looking at the uh, progression of chronic inflammation and then as a causing agent, as a starting agent, how that impacts the signaling and what's going on in the cells right down to the molecular and the genetic level. So uh, very exciting stuff indeed. And I think um, uh, there's a number of things around that are working very well in um, treating inflammation and cancer. And I'm going to put some of those on my blog later today. So if you check in at Grace Gawler Media, you'll be able to go there and uh, find out what kinds of things you can discuss with your health professionals. Don't self-prescribe, don't buy it off the internet, but go and check it out with someone and say, how can this help me? And I can provide you with uh, research on that as well. So we've uh, come to the end of another segment of Navigating the Cancer Maze. Don't go away, I'll be back shortly. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Learn to navigate the cancer maze with trusted professionals in cancer health care. The Grace Goller Institute, a not-for-profit organization with an established track record, a global clientele, and expertise in local and international referrals. The Institute's founder has almost 40 years' experience as a multidiscipline cancer strategist with a focus on finding options and implementing personalized care for cancer patients. The Grace Goller Institute can help you navigate the cancer maze. Why not email the Institute today at institute at gracegoller.com or visit their website at gracegollerinstitute.com. Listen each week to Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller, from the Grace Goller Institute, as she interviews cancer medicine experts, researchers, allied health professionals, patients, and caregivers. Navigating the Cancer Maze provides you with information, education, inspiration, and a toolkit that will equip you wherever you are and whoever you are to effectively navigate your way through the cancer maze. 
The Gray Scholar Institute also provides ebook resources. Be inspired. Be empowered. Visit the Institute's website at www.grayscholarinstitute.com or email institute at grayscholar.com. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Hulvang Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hulvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G dash clinic dot com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. You are tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at one 866 472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at grayscholar.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Hi, Grace Gawler, back with you on Navigating the Cancer Maze. And yes, just a reminder there, um, as we heard in the break, do visit the Institute's website, gracegawlerinstitute.com. During the Easter break, I'm going to be putting up on that website uh, a number of downloadable resources. Now, some of those will be free resources, and they're very, very worthwhile you getting hold of. And uh, they will be looking at the various advancements and uh, contain a lot of links and information that's validated and evidence-based for you to help you navigate the cancer maze. So uh, that will be happening during the Easter break uh, next week. So do give a visit. And also remember, you can also email me through this site, as many of you do, um, to say, can you talk about this, please, on navigating the cancer maze? Um, We've been talking about the role of inflammation in cancer. We've talked about this on the show before. It's coming up again and again. And I will be um, also putting a link to some of the latest information that has come from Munich, uh, from the research uh, part of the Cancer Society. And uh, there's some very valid research there which has looked at inflammation in cancer. And I think this is very empowering information because, you know, up until now, we've all felt that there was not a lot we could really do to lower risks of getting cancer and for those people who have a genetic susceptibility you know through a familial line um, it's a very challenging thing to live with that threat hanging over you but we uh, we now know that these treatments that are working on an anti-inflammatory process may very well be a huge contributor um, to helping reduce inflammation and you may remember Angela who I interviewed on the show who 
had the familial polyposis, which is these little um, adenomas in, in the colon that can become cancerous. Uh, basically, her program, which is keeping her pretty much polyp-free from having hundreds of them, um, it is a highly uh, anti-inflammatory uh, treatment program that's been designed for her. Um, I see this time and time again in practice, so I'm very delighted that people are actually researching it. Um, people haven't actually known, however, what were the things that were uh, in the process of inflammation that were causing uh, so much havoc. And we now know that as a chemical messenger, thanks to these people in Munich, um, it's called interleukin-6, and that's capital I, capital L-6, and um, its role in this process is very important. Now, both immune cells and tumour cells release this interleukin-6, and um, it goes on through the um, body, it binds to receptor molecules, and it, it's got a whole role in there. But they've now been able to show very interestingly that even a short exposure to interleukin-6 can lead to lasting changes in cancer cells, enhancing their mobility and contributing to the development of metastases, secondary cancers in the body. Um, so inflammation causes cells to secrete higher amounts of this interleukin-6 and this uh, newly discovered pathway therefore is likely to explain this link between chronic inflammation and its role and contribution to um, cancer itself and to the onset of metastases. So they've been able to actually prove this in a mouse model. Um, it's not too technical to read that particular research and I will be putting it up on uh, grayscallandmedia.com as I said one hour or so after this show. Um, the uh, studies that came through uh, with the interleukin-6, they've uh, looked at human breast, prostate cancer cells, and also have had numerous colorectal cancer patients. And uh, being able to make this link now is meaning that uh, diagnostically it's significant, prognostically, in other words, your prognosis, uh, there might be an application there, but also in uh, the prevention is very, very important indeed. So uh, we did talk about on the show at another stage, uh, one of the very potent, um, it is a herbal remedy, it needs to be the right one, it needs to uh, be in the right form and uh, rather than just kind of uh, talking about that on the show today because I know that some people get enthusiastic and immediately go to the internet and will read about it, um, that's not what the show's about as I said before but if you do visit the blog I will have some details and some very solid research on there about this particular um, herbal substance, which is from a tree, actually. Um, now, one of the areas, uh, again, that's uh, been very difficult to treat is brain tumours. And in my practice and people who travel to Germany with us, we see uh, many, many people diagnosed these days with glioblastoma sometimes called glioblastoma, and it's glioblastoma multiform. And this has been a very, very difficult to treat cancer also. But uh, the latest in treatments has been very, very positive, and uh, we have a number of people now who are doing exceptionally well. 
well um, with these particular tumours. Now, of course, for a, a brain tumour, if it's resectable, um, best to find the, uh, the best surgeon that you can possibly find, uh, someone who's got a great track record in uh, brain tumour removal. And uh, once you've had that done, there are some follow-up treatments that you can do. Uh, there's a chemotherapy by tablet that uh, can be very helpful and it sensitizes what might remain of this particular tumour. Um, it sensitizes it to uh, radiotherapy, which in the old days was very, very um, primitive. And when people hear radiotherapy these days, they think, my God, this woman's a naturopath. What's she doing? Recommending people have radiotherapy. Um for many tumours these days, the way of uh, delivery of radiotherapy, the efficiency of the machines to not damage um, the surrounding tissue uh, that's that's non-cancerous is very, very highly technical and very skilled. So um, it can be another option and it certainly is one for people who have brain tumours. So this tends to be the course that our people um, who come to Germany with us are following. Now, added to that, um, we are talking also about dendritic cell therapy and dendritic cell vaccination. And there's two ways of doing this, is having a sample of the tumour and actually making a vaccine from it, or there's using the blood once again and taking out the white cells and training them up as dendritic cells. And um, a number of our patients have now had this process. And I must say, I am very, very impressed because, uh, you know, years ago, this was a cancer that was very uh, poor, very aggressive, poor in its um, outcome and prognosis. Um, so I think it's very important for you people out there, if you know someone with a brain tumour, um, you can give them some bit of good news about this. Uh, throughout the United States, there's a number of places that are using dendritic cell treatments and brain tumours throughout Europe. Germany seems to be leading the way. And in the UK, uh, Professor Del Gleish, who has been uh, one of the authors of the book on inflammation, has also been working on um, vaccines and um, cancer. And uh, Japan is another one. India is another one that we spoke of a few weeks ago. So there's a very big movement around the world and perhaps um, the US and uh, Germany, I might say, maybe just leading the way. Um, what they're doing with these brain tumours is actually also using a another kind of a virus, an inert virus, and uh, they're injecting that uh, into the patient uh, concurrently with the dendritic cells, and it's putting a target on the actual um, cells the, the, from the brain tumour and it's putting a target on them so that the dendritic cells can more easily find and seek and destroy those uh, particular cells. So for people who have uh, got a little bit of residual tumour and for people who would like to do a clean-up after having had radiation therapy, um, chemotherapy and surgery, you know, that is really looking as if it's one of the, the really big, um, brilliant ways to go. Uh, there's a number of different viruses that are being used, these inert viruses, and one of them is Newcastle disease virus, um, which actually comes from um, a bird initially. And you might think, oh, I don't like the sound of that. 
However, you know, it's when people's life is on the line, sometimes we need to um, make choices and set aside some of those prejudices that we may have. Um, you know, even I've seen cases using animal stem cells in Germany that have just added a tremendous benefit to a patient. But in the beginning, they were very, very uh, not wanting to have anything to do with those um, stem cells. So um, there's many, many choices. And I think provided that we're informed about the origins of uh, these treatments, as well as what we can expect from the outcome. And the brain tumours, by the way, are very difficult tumours to treat because of the shape of the cells. Even when you take the tumour out, it's very, very difficult to get all of um, those glioma um, cells that remain in the brain. So um, good news on brain tumours. I have a lot of information for you from centres around the world. If you would like to email me or visit the um, blog or indeed, uh, visit uh, gracegaulerinstitute.com website. As I said, around Easter time, I'll be uploading a lot of free resources for regular listeners to navigating the cancer maze. So we've come to the uh, end of our segment. I'm going to come back now and talk about the famous hole in the head story that's been in the Australian newspapers this week and also go through 10 helpful tips for safely and successfully navigating the cancer maze. Don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Listen each week to Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller, from the Grace Goller Institute, as she interviews cancer medicine experts, researchers, allied health professionals, patients, and caregivers. Navigating the Cancer Maze provides you with information, education, inspiration, and a toolkit that will equip you wherever you are and whoever you are to effectively navigate your way through the cancer maze. The Grace Scholar Institute also provides ebook resources. Be inspired. Be empowered. Visit the Institute's website at www.gracegollarinstitute.com or email institute at gracegollar.com. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Hulvang Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hullvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G-clinic.com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Learn to navigate the cancer maze with trusted professionals in cancer health care. The Grace Goller Institute, a not-for-profit organization with an established track record, a global clientele, and expertise in local and international referrals. The Institute's founder has almost 40 years' experience as a multidiscipline cancer strategist with a focus on finding options and implementing personalized care for cancer patients. The Grace Goller Institute can help you navigate the cancer maze. 
Why not email the Institute today at institute at gracegoller.com or visit their website at gracegollerinstitute.com. tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Hi, Grace Gawler here, back with you for the last session today on Navigating the Cancer Maze. Um, I'd like to talk again today a little bit about Baxalve because it has been in the media and possibly in the worldwide media. It certainly made an impression um, in Australia uh, during the past week. Uh, as most of you are probably aware, I think if you're regular listeners to the show anyway, you will be, I am a naturopath and I do have distinctions and uh, I started training in 1979. I graduated in 86 and um, have extras, anatomy, physiology, distinctions in herbal medicine. This is one um, herbal remedy, however, that I have never prescribed and that I would never prescribe for anybody who may have um, a skin cancer that's malignant. But not only that, it can cause significant scarring for people who just have kind of ordinary um, moles or um, skin lesions but uh, also we never know what is lurking within or underneath one of those lesions. And so many of my patients have had um, skin biopsies and people have said, oh, no, look, it's okay. They just look like um, normal old basal cell carcinomas. But in fact, uh, when they all haven't been looked at, the person's gone back later on with a, with a proper full-blown skin cancer from the ones that uh, were ignored in that biopsy um, that have been kept in the laboratory. So, um, you know, modern medicine's not perfect either in that regard. However, um, this to me is a really, really dangerous substance. Um, I have seen some shocking injuries. I have um, a whole series of photographs for from people who have used this prior to seeing me. Um, I have pictures of breasts where I could put your fist and you could put your fist in the hole um, that's actually uh, in the breast tissue where everything's been eaten away and this, there's not even any material left for people to have a skin graft. Everyone says it's wonderful, it's marvellous. Um, however, um, I see people at the other end of this and uh, I also see many people um, who had a melanoma or a squamous cell carcinoma, which are malignant, and um, they've used the black salve and believe they've got it all. And uh, even a, I've had a friend last year who died, and um, he was uh, the head formerly of a very big naturopathic school, and he'd actually treated a melanoma um, that he didn't know was a melanoma, by the way, on his back, and um, just the, shelled the whole thing out. It creates this big scar and a big black area in there. And um, he developed massive secondaries and unfortunately it took his life. Um, he had a melanoma, by the way, which would have been quite treatable these days, according to the, uh, my oncologist. 
and uh, it's a great shame to see that happen. There's a theory around that if you use this substance, um, that uh, it will kill all the cancer cells. However, that is not true. It's based on um, Mohs chemo surgery, which was um, around back in the 30s, and um, it's blood root, which is mixed with uh, usually zinc chloride. Now, there are many different preparations around of this. You don't know how much zinc chloride you're getting. By the way, that is not natural. Um, and uh, that can really create a, a lot of burning severe, severe damage in the skin and a lot of scarring. So the newspapers this week uh, reported on this gentleman uh, in Australia who had a black hole in his temple. And uh, I'm going to actually put this up on my website as well on the blog because I think a picture's uh, worth a thousand words. And um, he applied this black salve lesion on his face. He believed that he had a, a cancer on his temple. And then he had to present himself at a hospital here um, in Queensland. And uh, the staff were very, very shocked with what they saw. So um, when there's no biopsy, you never, ever, ever know uh, what you're treating. Now, and we looked at the prostate cancer biopsy earlier and that is fairly uh, brutal uh, where you have a lot of punctures into a possible tumour. Um, biopsies for skin cancers are pretty straightforward and uh, when this Mohs um, chemo surgery was actually used, they used to take out um, the uh, actual uh, main part of the tumour um, by putting this material on there and burning it but then they'd go underneath and they'd do a wide excision if they found any cancer cells left after they did that. And somehow it became popularised by alternative medicine. Now, I love my natural therapies. I really do. I think it's fascinating. I'm learning more and more as my years go on about the amazing properties of some of the herbal uh, preparations that we have, um, as we spoke about before in terms of inflammation. But... Again, you need to know what you're doing and um, what you're prescribing and what you are treating. So please, please be very, very cautious um, with this particular one. Um, I will put that up on the blog, as I said, and you can read about it later. Now, uh, just in closing, I said I'd leave with you today 10 tips and there are 10 tips that I think are, are very relevant. And once again, um, they're based on a number of the inquiries that uh, come in on a regular basis to my email. And um, the first tip is be careful with prescribed medication and cancer. And don't take yourself off medications without checking first with your doctor. I've had this happen recently with several uh, patients who have actually been treated in Germany, come back, not bothered to take some of the medications, gone off cortisone and got themselves into a whole lot of trouble. Um, people, um, you know, didn't understand the significance of those drugs and even knowing that you have to wean off them um, gradually. So we've got to be very careful with the prescribed medications. Really, check first with your doctor before going off anything if you've been taking it for a while. Um, the second one that's come up is being aware of drug interactions and contraindications indications with herbs, etc. Um, now, one that's come up this week uh, is tamoxifen. And uh, I had an inquiry from somebody who was taking um, uh, Targamet, which is 
semetidine or semetidine, depending on how you say it. Now, that is a contraindication to take that. It's an antacid and it's directly contraindicated when you're taking tamoxifen. So uh, some of these uh, drugs that, that we do use can actually cause excretion of other drugs from the liver. Now, if you're taking tamoxifen for breast cancer, you need to be very, very careful about what you take. So please um, check on drug interactions. Once again, I'll put some websites up where you can actually go and check what interacts with what, including herbs. Learn how to properly research material. Very important. Always, always check in with a health professional, someone who's qualified. Um, in the USA, you had a lot of people who are qualified in naturopathic oncology. Check in with these people. They've done the study. Check in with your oncologist, your nurse in the hospital. Fifth one, don't treat anything unless you know what it is. So uh, if you've got something there and you're very tempted to put some uh, black salve even after I've done this uh, talk about it, uh, check in and find out what you're actually dealing with. It can save you a lot of trouble down the line. Um, search for reliable books with validated information. So keep critical thinking going always and look for several sources. Don't buy supplements off the internet is number seven without full knowledge of content and preparation. And again, to find this out, it's worth the fee to go and check this out, run it past a health professional who works in this area. Um, fad diets. Don't be fooled by fad diets and quick cancer cures, quick fix jobs. Um, they abound on the internet. Cancer is much more complex. So number nine, be aware that cancer is complex and it needs a combined approach to get the best result. As we talked about with immune therapies and lung cancer, combining with the treatments there with brain tumours, medicine and naturopathy in its true form should be marrying together. We need to build a bridge. And uh, we need to know what to use, when to use it, and when not to use it. Um, and to be able to work in a cooperation with um, cancer specialists and oncologists. Um, be educated about cancer. The more I learn about cancer, really the more complex I know it is. And do try to find this balance between using conventional and complementary approaches. Remember that combination therapies are actually always the best. Um, another uh, edition of uh, Navigating the Cancer Maze is coming to a conclusion. We're going to have some very neat guests in the next few weeks um, who will probably talk more about the sorts of things we've been talking about today. Um, remember to check us out on the website, check us out on the blog, um, look at the archives for um, past interviews that you might find interesting. And we are taking, um, my co-director and I, a mini-tour. We are going to be going to Germany to Halvan Clinic. Um, we're leaving from Australia on the 31st of May and uh, we'll be taking patients on a guided and fully supported trip to the clinic um, to really help you navigate the cancer maze. If you're interested in that, don't hesitate to get in touch with me. You'll also find info on the blog about that if you look for Cancer Patients Without Borders. Okay, have a wonderful uh, weekend and week ahead and we'll see you again very soon on Navigating the Cancer Maze. 
Thank you again for listening to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Please join your host, Grace Goller, again next Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember, cancer is not something you have to face alone. Oh,